Well, hey, Sophia, how are how are you doing this morning? I guess oh. a, I guess afternoon your time. Hi, Sean. Yeah, we have afternoon. It is like five p.m. So. Well, I uh, I want to start this morning by just saying thank you so much for being uh, on the podcast and uh, thank you for your time this morning. I um I know that we are living in a a crazy world right now, and it's a world that um has obviously hit very, very, very uh, close to, to, to you. Uh, as someone who lives here in Dallas, Texas, I can't even begin to imagine um, some of the things you've seen, some of the things you've been through over the course of the last week, months. Um, and so really my purpose this morning, uh, Sophia, is just to hear your journey. And so... Uh, I've just got a, a few questions I'd like to ask you, and um, please feel free to share anything you'd like to share. Uh, if I don't ask a question, that but it's something you would like to talk about, please do so. Um, this is really about you and and uh, what's happening to uh, Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. So. Um, why don't we start with just a simple question? Obviously, we see on our media where things are currently. What was life like for you, say, six months ago, uh, before the war, mm -hmm. before all this happened? What, what were you doing? What, 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 what did you do for work? Who do you, do you live with your family? Uh, give me a little information, a little, a little background on you. Okay. First of all, it's a privilege for me to talk to you, Sean, and to talk to people who will listen to us. And my name is Sofia, right? I'm from a small town in Erivne region. It's a northwest of Ukraine. And I was born in that town. My parents still live there. It's on the border with Belarus, with Belarusia. Okay. And yes, and uh, I have four siblings. I'm a baby, the last one. So I have a big family. Uh, I'm single and uh, I... Uh, Repented when I was in a university in Lviv, when I was a student. And then I joined a crew ministry in Lviv as a missionary after finishing my study. Yeah. Wow. So, so you, you, you actually gave your life to Christ when you were in university. Yeah. Yes. And, and then became a missionary in, in your own country. Yes, that's right. I love asking this question uh, to fellow believers. Who introduced you to Christ? How, how did you l learn about the saving power of, of Christ? I was uh, repented um, by my sister, and she was uh, repented by crew ministry eight years before okay. I do. So when she was a student, she's older, and when she was a student, there was a big ministry, student ministry of Campus Crusade of Christ in her dormitory. Right. And uh, they came to her room and shared gospel with her. So then she influenced on me, and that's how I was repented. Wow. And, you know, growing up, I... I um was very familiar with Campus Crusade for Christ and they they did some incredible work in high schools and 
universities across the, the, the United States. I actually got my start in youth ministry as well. I worked for an organization called Teen Mania Ministries. Um, and we uh, did a, a, a conference called Acquire the Fire. And, and much like uh, Campus Crusade, um, we, uh, you know, our, our goal is to introduce young people to the, the, the power of Christ's grace. And so, um, you know, it, I definitely kindred spirit there. Um, so as a missionary for crew, what, what did you do? What was your day to day like? Yeah, we witness and we grow disciples, help disciples okay. to grow in Christ. And uh, we also have a lot of work, a lot of projects. And the last five years, I do ministry in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine. So I lived in Kiev and uh, work with students there. And uh, we really built a great movement, movement of students. We have like 20 volunteers. Christian believers who witness in their uh, universities and we had a small Bible studying groups for believers and English for students so some Americans came and helped us to uh, they study English with our students you know yeah we have uh, a lot is, of is that where you learned is that where you learned English yes that's right <laughs> got it wonderful well uh, it sounds like you were doing some amazing work, and obviously Kiev is somewhere we're hearing a lot about here in the United States. We're hearing a lot about that on our news, um, that because that's your capital, right? Yes, that's right. And uh, so we've we've obviously seen a lot of images so uh, of coming from there and of your president. And but before we get into all of that, let me take a step back. Um, so. Let's go back a couple of months ago. When did you and your family kind of know something was 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 going to happen? Was there a, a moment where you said, "Hmm, this isn't looking good," you know? Because I, you know, I don't know about about Ukrainians, but here in the United States, we hear Russia talk, you know, a lot of talk, right? And and so we we kind of are like, yeah, whatever, okay, you know, and and so. Um, when did you realize, oh, this might be more than talk? Yeah, it, that's a great question because no one in Ukraine really believed that, that will happen. You know, um, mm. when I was on the Christmas holidays, uh, it, we have Christmas holidays on the beginning of January. It's a little okay. bit later than US. So I was at home with my parents and uh, all family gathered together. And uh, my brother, I have the only one brother, and he is uh, a soldier. He is in military. Hmm. And I asked uh, him if there would be a war. And he said, uh, oh, Sophia, we already have a war for eight years. And right. because he was in Donbass and in all that uh, hot uh, spots. So, yeah, and I clarified, like about the full-scale war not just uh, like a small part of ukraine right. and he said that it will it will be for sure but no one knows where it could be tomorrow or it could be at five years but putin has a plan to destroy ukraine and it was for me like uh, some something new and i realized that it will happen 
and I asked him how can we like prepare for it and he shared a little like preparation plan about food about water cash documents and uh, all that stuff but also our mission um, talked a lot about this and because of we have a, a main office in USA in Orlando I think that's why they prepared us a lot and we have an evacuation plan for emergency evacuation from Kyiv, Kharkiv, Dnipro, Odessa, all eastern uh, cities, because we have in crew Ukraine, we have 130 Ukrainians um, in staff, like a missionaries. Wow. And that's, yeah, and it's only adults, and they have a lot of kids. And uh, we had a plan how to evacuate everyone. So we were prepared but we don't really we didn't really believe that it would happen um, no one in ukraine uh, didn't know the date and uh, almost everyone stayed in kiev in kharkiv and didn't want to move somewhere before it happened. you know it's it's interesting that you say that because i've i've heard that now a couple of times from people i've talked with that the first thing was, is, you know, the war started eight years ago with Crimea and and that really started this this um, concern of, you know, Putin's desire for domination of Ukraine and, and potentially some other countries over there. Um, and then I also have heard, been told the same thing of that people knew that it could happen, but they didn't know exactly when it would happen. So it kind of it kind of was a yeah you know maybe but then and th but then it happened and so what was if you don't mind me asking what was the that like when you first experienced the fact that this is happening this isn't like it could happen or it might happen this is happening and uh, what was that like for you yeah we were scared and in panic you know even when we were prepared, it doesn't help. Right. We, we still were in panic and it is the biggest stress I have in my life. When you hmm. are not uh, sure what to do and what will be better, to stay at home or to evacuate or to uh, like where to go and um, how it will look like. What do you need to get with you and others? So um, right. it was good that I, when it 24th of February, when all that started, I was in Lviv uh, because a week before my sister asked me, she's living in USA in Austin, Texas. So oh, she, okay, yeah. Texan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and she asked me to uh, go for a week to Lviv and stay in the Western Ukraine because when it will happen, she was scared it will start from Kyiv and as it was, but no one really believed. <laughs> and I, but I uh, listened to my sister and I go to Texas, oh, oh sorry, and I go to Lviv and uh, I called to my brother and also asked him because he's in military and maybe he knows better what's going on. And he said that it will be safe, safe, safe to stay in Lviv for some time. Lviv. 
And I stayed for a week and nothing happened. And I was really want to go back to Kiev because my team is there, my students there. But then I have a ticket for Saturday. And then on Thursday it started. And um, we have, as I told, this evacuation plan. So one of staff calling to me and then I need to call to three more staff and say that it started, you know, this chain. Because kind it was night. Of... Yeah, because it was night, we all of us were sleeping and uh, we start I heard just a phone call and uh, the staff uh, girl said that it ha- it started uh, and I realized that it's real. And it was like the craziest morning in my life you know in this pajama then alarms started to sirens started to noise and uh, I understood that I need to go into the shelter but I didn't know where is shelter I wasn't ready for that That's... And I go out into the street and see the same people in pajamas running around and trying to find a shelter. And yeah, the best for that time it was to stay at home and wait. So I stayed for a little, called to all my staff, team members, and asked them to evacuate from Kiev. So after two hours, they were on their way to Lviv. And uh, that's also great that it was fast evacuation and they lived Kiev without problems. Okay. And so when, when did you actually make it? So, so you're, you're in Poland now, correct? Yes, that's right. So when did you actually make it to the border and how, how did you get from Kiev to the border there in, uh, and then crossing the border? What was that like? It was a hard uh, situation because first three days uh, in this stress and panic i didn't sleep and uh, my sister just asked me to leave ukraine because it was stressful and i'm alone and uh, it's really hard to care about yourself when you have these panic attacks and uh, i tried to find a way how to leave uh, ukraine and my sister find a ticket for train but when i came to the railway station they said that this train will not go to poland and uh, that we need to wait for another one and i waited for another one and the same situation it's not going to poland so i just uh, was staying and praying and believe that god will give some opportunity for me and there was a thousand of people around and uh, they were also in panic with kids crying and uh, all this you know mess mm-hmm. and uh, i just heard uh, that on the platform number two there a small train into poland and i tried to go in i was with one more girl with uh, from my church in kiev so I was not alone because we didn't sleep well and it was scared to go in a long way uh, alone. And uh, what happened that uh, this all big um, amount of people put me into the train and her out from the train. 
So yeah. I was inside and she was outside and she didn't uh, have opportunity to go in. So yeah, wow. I was in the train and there was a lot of people. I can send you pictures just to understand it was hard. We stayed for 28 hours wow. in the train and there was no opportunity to sit on the floor because a lot of people and we seated only one person at a time can sit and then another one. So we changed. So you yeah. kind of ro rotate, rotate who could sit rotate, down. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I have to ask, I hope you don't mind me asking, did your friend end up making it out or? Um, my friend, she stayed and she also skipped another, she stayed on the platform and she skipped another one. She didn't get into another train and only at six in the morning, it's the third train that came, she will able to get in. So she's okay, also so she, she, moved. Yeah. She made it out though. She, yes. she's, is she there with you in Poland? No, she moved to Germany because she has relatives there. Okay, in Germany. Okay. First of all, if you don't mind me asking, where are you at now? Are you? I mean, I know you're in Poland. Are you at a pastor's home? Are you at a church? Or are you? Where are you at currently? Uh, it was a big privilege for me to come to Poland and see how old people um, serving Ukrainians refugees and how they helping a lot. They open their houses. Mm -hmm. They give everything you need for you and help with everything. And for first uh, 10 days, I stayed in our staff uh, from Poland in their family and their, they housing me. And then uh, I lived in a hotel with uh, one more staff because she was with a small baby. She needed help. She has a son. He's six months old. And mm -hmm. she just needed help because she's alone here. And we stayed together for next three weeks and trying to find um, apartments to rent. And also church helped us to rent an apartment and mission crew paid for it because it's much uh, um, expensive than Ukrainian prices. So right. it's a big blessing to have Christians uh, around the world who help a lot and uh, care about Ukrainians. I, I will say, and I know you'll understand this, um, one of the, you know, to see so many churches and so many nonprofit organizations come together to serve and to help um, has, has really meant a lot to me. You know, we work with Serving Him, um, and we have our we have uh, clinics and and uh, churches in Moldova and Romania, and and to see these pastors, uh, Pastor Joshua and Pastor Alex and so many other pastors, literally working around the clock to try to welcome as many people as they can in, and help them on their journey. And it's really what it is. It's a journey, and so. Um, it, it, it's been incredible to see, uh, uh, to experience that. And that's uh, one of the reasons I, I felt so compelled to basically put everything I was doing kind of on hold and tell these stories because 
there are so many people, you know, you hear, you, uh, oftentimes you hear about the negative or the bad, but there are so many people doing good and they're trying to make a difference. Look, here you are being a missionary, right? I mean, you never expected to become Paul or one of the other apostles or, us, you know, go through the, 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 tre the tremendous suffering that you've had to go through. As a, but here you are as a missionary, you've gone through, you know, something kind of like that. And, and, and now you, the passion is, is how do we help? How do we help? So let me ask you that question. You know, here, here in the United States, how, what would you tell people? How can people, I mean, obviously we would love to send our military in guns ablazing, uh, but none of us have that. <laughs> ability or power to to authorize that uh, except for one person and he's um, not necessarily doing that so uh, would you tell uh, everyday folk like myself how can we help what what can we do besides praying which we're all doing what else can we do you're doing a lot for us and we are really thankful for that and I heard a lot of um, messages and support uh, from everyone whom I know from US and other countries and that's a big blessing to have such kind of support not just prayers but also a good words from you and also I think about this question because some other people asked me how can we pray or how can we help or what like real we can do for you like for all Ukrainians and uh, of course the first of all we want that this war will end and uh, we don't really want peace. We want this war will end and the Ukraine will have their borders in a full size, you know. Uh, right. We don't really want just peace. And uh, well, I understand- You want your country. That, yeah. And I understand that uh, we need a lot of uh, resources to finish this war and to have a victory and we need not just uh, resources for arm, army like ammunition but that's also a good idea to donate or to buy military protection and help our soldiers to not die but also we need to care about people uh, who are refugees now who lived their uh, homes and uh, they do not uh, any jobs now we need to care about them. So if you have, like I said to everyone who listened to me, if you have any opportunity to give some remotely work for Ukrainians or uh, just uh, help to rent them a new apartment uh, or give them some money for food, it will help a lot. If you know just a real Ukrainian, you meet them somewhere, or uh, you can ask your friends if you do not know any Ukrainians and you can just message and ask how can I help you it will help a lot you know we just need a support sometimes we just need to go and have some coffee or dessert with someone because we do not have friends because our friends are s separated and separated. we stayed alone now so wow. we just need just a kind heart around us and support just ask some ukrainians not only how can i pray for you but also maybe you want to talk maybe you want to 
go for a coffee or for a walk. That's, that's my that's, uh No, that's that's great. And 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 Sophie, you said something there that was so important. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we feel like, okay, we're you know, we're making a donation to an organization, and you know, if if I only you, I can't afford to give a lot, so I, I might as well not make a donation. But here you're saying just enough money to be able to go and, and have a sense of normalcy, a cup of coffee with a friend or to meet a new friend, or in your case, uh, I'm, I'm sure your heart is still to minister and share your faith. And so, uh, you know, you just have a different mission field now. You went from a Ukrainian mission field to a Polish mission field now. So, you know, just to have that opportunity, uh, that really helps what you said there, because I think it'll allow people to see that you don't have to give a lot if you don't have a lot. It, that's understandable. Um, but sometimes that $5, $10, $25 donation um, can really make a difference in, in someone's life because it just gives them that one sense of normalcy that they're that they had, you know, six months ago. You know, you would go to your with your friends and go out for dessert or for coffee or for a, a quick meal or whatever. And 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 now that's not necessarily the opportunity. So um, I, I, I think that's really, really eye opening. Let me ask you just a couple more questions. And and uh, what what would you want people to know about Ukrainians? Uh, you guys are a strong people. I mean, um, you guys are a a a uh, strong country. Um, you guys have been through a lot in, you know, when you look really over history, um, what would you tell people about Ukrainians as a whole? I'm proud to be Ukrainian and I'm proud for my nation as I'm looking for people who, uh, on, uh, I'm, I'm looking on soldiers, all military leaders. I'm looking on all volunteers who are helping a lot. I'm proud to be a part of this nation. And uh, I'm proud to help and serve to my people. And uh, Ukrainians are a strong nation. We have a bad history with Russia. And uh, it is not only about this war, but we also had a lot of other uh, conflicts and uh, situations uh, many centuries ago. So right. I'm proud that uh, nothing can kill Ukrainian nation nothing can destroy us and all these circumstances just make us um, stronger and more powerful mm. i believe that god wow. gave us a like a big blessing to have faith and to have hope and to have a big love to our country and to our people so yeah i believe that god keeping us in his hands and caring about us that we are still wow. are that that Sophia that is amazing because uh, you know as I said at the beginning of our time together you've experienced something I more than likely will never experience in my life um, you know I I live in the center of Texas <laughs> and well you know and 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 so you know, yeah, we, we, we have our political issues and this, that, and the other, but you guys have seen um, just some, some amazing things and you, you've stood strong. 
you've stood strong. And I find that so impressive. And, um, and so, yeah, so I, uh, is there anything else you want to share? Any, any, uh, uh, stories or anything you would want to share with the listeners here who are, who are tuning in? One more time. Thank you so much for supporting us and thank you for staying with Ukraine. And, uh, I want to ask you to help Ukrainians, you know, and to be open to care about not only material things, but also to care about their souls. If uh, you'd rather not answer it, that's okay. But how's your brother? Okay. <laughs> My brother is um, okay. He's alive. Okay. And uh, Praise that's God. good. Uh, we do not really know where he is now because it's like a secret information and he can't share with us. And we we don't really can talk with him. So we're just chatting. And uh, the good point is that for Easter, my parents sent a big box of food to them and they were happy and had a holiday. So I'm happy for that. Nice, nice. Is is your brother a believer? Is he a follower of Christ? No, no. So yes, if you can pray for him, I will be thankful because in this hard moment, they really need faith and some yeah. hope on. Well, so what we're really saying is he's not a follower of Christ yet, yeah. but <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I am Sofia and I am Ukrainian. Ya Sofia. Hey, Sean here. I want to thank you so much for listening to the interview with Sophia. If you'd like to make a donation towards Sophia, you're welcome to visit our website, seanwin.com. About midway down the page, you're going to see a crew logo. Click on that logo and it'll go directly to her fundraising site. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to share it and give it a like and a follow. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you're listening to it on one of your favorite podcast networks, please give it a five-star review. Thanks so much. Our next podcast will be coming out on Thursday. Talk to you then.